Hello there, and welcome to the Outside Film Podcast, where we talk film, TV, games, and all that jazz like there's no tomorrow. This week, we're talking about Werewolf by Night. Yay. My name is Tom, and as yeah. always, I'm joined by my co-host, John. How are you this week? I'm good. <laughs> Just watch this. Oh, my God. Marvel I feel like... special presentation. Okay. Yeah. I feel like I'm banging my head against a wall with yeah. just constant, like, spoilers. I didn't like this one. It was fine. Another thing from Marvel that was just fine. Werewolf by Night. Yeah. Briefly yeah. explain the plot for those who don't know. Does anyone want to know? <laughs> On a we made a promise. And... Oh, and it's spooky month. It's spooky month. So. It is. It is. Ooh. On a dark and somber night. A secret cabal of monster hunters emerge from the shadows and gather at the Bloodstone Temple following the death of their leader. The attendees are thrust into a mysterious and deadly competition for a powerful relic. Ooh. <laughs> I want to start off by saying, obviously this is Marvel's first TV presentation. It's only 50 minutes long. It's actually mercifully short and i want to say kudos to marvel for trying something different because the, the tv format is definitely tiresome and it's good that we got that we just spent 15 minutes watching this and then we never have to watch it again and that's it <laughs> you know what did you think it was just as you said it was fine i was just like well, where's where's the content i feel like that <laughs> You know, you know, like in Pulp Fiction, when Vincent was just looking around with his coat, just like, yeah, yeah. Hands like that, and just like that, just like, huh? Where's, yeah. where's the content out of this? And I thought, how does the story impact within the MCU? Is it just like a one-off, like mm. any other Marvel film? Like, does it reflect on the aftermath? Does it go into something else? No, it's just based off the comics. So there was this guy, Bloodstone, in the comics, and he was this famous monster hunter. I, I didn't know his name. Massive monster hunter, and he killed so many creatures like Dracula. But in this, it just felt like, eh, okay, there's something, but yeah. you didn't really get anything out of it. Yeah, we, we've covered every Phase 4 thing, apart from What If, but we've covered all the live-action stuff. And, and I want to point out that, especially in this year, in 2022, basically every single thing has been a 5 out of 10, maybe a 6 out of 10, you know, maybe as low as like a 4 or a 3. You know, they all settle in that mediocre kind of bunch. And, you know, we're going to be doing She-Hulk in a couple of weeks. I expect <laughs> that's also going to be similarly generic by the end. I'm really hoping that Wakanda Forever is going to be amazing, but I'm not going to hold up my hopes. The thing is, is that I'm getting tired of the MCU and one of the biggest things is how they are made. The reason why Multiverse of Madness managed to be much better than everything else this year, and it's not even like that amazing, but it's because it had some really strong directorial style and style that you don't see in other things. You get it in a couple of episodes of Miss Marvel, but other than that, not really. And when we started Werewolf by Night, I immediately was like, oh, okay. So they're going for this vibe. They're going for like an old kind of like 50s, like horror vibe. <laughs> and that could, <laughs> oh, so spooky. And that could be really cool. It could be. But immediately yeah. I look at it and I'm like, they've shot this in digital and they've just made it black and white in the edit. Yeah. It looks like they just go on, okay, guys, let's go on Premiere Pro, add <laughs> a black and white thing. And it's like, but, but sir, we don't have anything that would make it you know, more black and white. It's like, put the dots into it. Put the, the little dots that to it. It's like actual <laughs> yeah. film. Oh my God, this is cinema. So that's what we've done it. Done. No, I, well, I, I read up on this a little bit. 
because I wanted to know, you know, I wanted to make sure, did they actually shoot this in digital? Not only did they shoot it in digital, but they filmed it in color and they shot and they you showed Kevin they, they they showed Kevin Feige the color version and the black and white version. So it wasn't intentional that this was gonna be in black and white. They oh. just turned it black and white. And I have to say, if you're gonna do this, do it properly. You know, if you're gonna make something that's a, a ode to 50s and 60s horror, you're gonna make it black and white. Do away with all the regular Marvel stuff. Shoot it on film. Just replicate exactly what they were doing before. This presentation has a decent set. It didn't seem to me like a lot of it was CGI, and I appreciated that. There wasn't a whole lot of VFX. But then you get Man-Thing, who is a completely CGI creature, and he just looks horrible. Like, he was really distracting how CGI he was. Why wouldn't you make him a puppet or, like, an animatronic? You could really lend into this style that you're going for, and they just don't. And it's so obvious. It truly is. And the monsters in this wasn't that surprising at all. Like, you got... I don't know. Is it a Cthulhu? It looks like yeah, one. Yeah, that, that's, that's man thing. His name is Ted. <laughs> why, oh, yeah, Marvel? I... <laughs> why do you... Why are you going to make some of the weirdest jokes? Like... What's the point of having like that? Is its name Ted in the comics? Because of you know, that, I don't know. That... I thought <laughs> it was something that would match its name, but no, his name's Ted, and we don't know who Ted exactly uh, is. Ha uh, ha, uh, Ted, kooky, funny. Uh, 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 Ted, uh, you're so funny. Ah ha 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 ha! We should have gone with the sushi. Hey, good laugh. That was a good one. That Thank was a you. good one too. Thank you. It's the pain that I feel inside. I mean, I remember when the tra- <laughs> I, I, I remember when the trailer came out for this, and people online were like, "Oh my god, look, it's Man Thing. Man Thing's going to be in this." And you know, I know Man Thing from the comics, and I'm like, "Oh, cool, Man Thing, nice." It was just very disappointing, Wait, you know. Who's Mad Thing? Sorry, Man Man Thing is Ted. So like Ted, oh. his oh. like comic book name is Man Thing. Oh. Very similar to DC's Swamp Thing. And many of you will know Swamp Thing had a TV show in which Swamp Thing was practical. And that Swamp Thing looks excellent. This man thing just looks really bad. It's just so distracting. <laughs> and I, uh, oh, first of all, spoilers. We, we we didn't say that, but like, eh, I, it's not worth watching. So, you know. But... It's not worth it. If you're a hardcore MCU fan right now, like, oh my God, is it so good? Is it is it amazing? Is it masterpiece? Is it cinema? No, please don't no, watch it. It's, it is it's not. not. It is not amazing. I'm sure the characters will come back in Secret Wars oh. or, or whatever. I, I want to kind of say that Man-Thing was really disappointing because of how jarring he was to look at. However, when is the main character called Jack? Yeah, Jack. Yeah, yeah, when Jack actually transforms into the werewolf, good stuff. Like, from there, I was genuinely, like, happy. The shot where he transforms focuses on Elsa's face, and she's, like, terrified. Oh. You can see the shadow of the werewolf. Brilliant. The werewolf is practical. Brilliant. The oh, the one great. the one take of the hallway as the werewolf kills all the guards while blood splatters onto the camera. Brilliant. That's great stuff. Why couldn't the whole thing be like that? I don't know, because CGI, that's why. Um, <laughs> that's Marvel's motto. CGI, that's why. <laughs> don't steal it from me, Marvel. So, yeah, at that point, I was like, finally, we're going to get some content. We're going to get something that, you know, werewolf 
it's World War by Night. Oh my God, it's the title. So yeah, at that point, I was like, fine, we get again something. And then that was it. And it was like the hallway fight. And there was nothing to explain about these guards. These guards, right? Don't they look exactly like the TVA soldiers? Mm, they do. They look very similar, yeah. Yeah, I was thinking, I wonder if it's going to be like, you know, linking to Loki about, you know, like monsters or different monster slayers like Blade. So I thought maybe they're going to introduce Blade <laughs> into this whole thing. But no! At the end, Ted jumped down and then killed the woman who was organizing this. Oh my and... god, yeah. What an anticlimax. Yeah, and then she was like... <laughs> clean this stuff up and then that was it yeah and then everything goes back into color because i don't even i don't really know why before then you could very much like view this as one of those like 50s monster movies but when it goes back into color it's like okay it really is so infuriating the way that this whole thing comes together and it really annoyed me just like the entire time it was so unremarkable there was nothing really special about any of the characters and there was nothing and that is why you kind of expect oh is there going to be some sort of twist is somebody else going to show up to kind of shake this up but it's 50 minutes it doesn't really spend time you know like with the characters enough and there's nothing really special in, in the way that it's made. Like, it's made competently. Of course it is. This is Michael Giacchino's first directorial feature. He did a good job. Yeah, good, good job. Good job, It's nothing Michael. special. It's not like, you know, it's not what I feel when I watch something like Rings of Power, which we're talking about next week, where the direction from J.A. Bayona and Wayne Yip and Charlotte Brandstrom is just, like, incredible. Like, or, or even, as I said before, Multiverse of Madness, Sam Raimi really brought his directorial vision to that. And this is just like, there are a couple of shots that are like, oh yeah, that really hits. But the rest of it is just the boring shot reverse shot that you would expect from Marvel. And I'm tired of expecting that same thing over and over again. It, it's so predictable that this is, again, just generic and lifeless, mostly. This whole thing didn't really interest me at all there was nothing visually pulling me in you know like with cinematography like it's it wasn't film on film and it was just on digital and there wasn't really a story that you can look into but then again it's just there for the sake of this like so basically jack wants to save ted and Ted is stuck in this place because of the bloodstone. And there are some things that aren't explained as well. Like, why is Ted there in the first place? Did he have the bloodstone by himself, like, just there? And at the beginning, they were just picking up these things from a school. And then they got these signs. It just looked into the hands and there was, like, this symbol or something. That wasn't explained either. I was like, wait, is that, like, somebody to go in first or... Is it just like a straw thing? I don't know. It wasn't yeah, explained I, I, at all. I, I, think, I think it's kind of like a draw straws and who gets to find the monster first. If anything, that's kind of less intense because yeah. you know, we're, we're following Jack. And, you know, from the beginning, I was kind of expecting that there'd be something different about him to the other hunters. But, you know, literally, like, he gets there first and he finds Ted first and there's no tension there. And him and Ted's relationship is just like there there's not really like any real reason why these guys are friends or anything like that like yeah. you know you think about like jack as a character being a werewolf you think about a lot of kind of like stories that deal with this kind of thing there's a sadness within these characters because they have to live this life this dual life where you know that they, they fear what they could become in this 
Jack is completely fine with it. When he's been in the cage of Elsa, he's like, oh, don't worry, the full moon's in five days. We're going to be fine. He's not, like, scared of what could happen or, like, scared of himself. You know, I think about somebody like Remus Lupin in Harry Potter, who is a werewolf who, you know, like, the whole time kind of carries this shame about him and of course is likable and competent and all that stuff but like you know there's a sadness behind his eyes because you know he can't be who he is in society because of him being a werewolf they just don't explore that like yeah but like it's literally called werewolf by night and i feel like we barely get to explore what it's like being a werewolf yeah and there's nothing to it it's like okay where's jack from how did he become a werewolf do we just think of a vague backstory or do we just rely on the comics? Is it that lazy that we have to go and like find out who Jack is and not tell us like how did he become this or how did he become friends with Ted? Yeah, there was nothing really that you could get out, out of that. It was just there. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, like a lot of marketing and a lot of like articles are saying this presentation is introducing monsters into the MCU and it's like great but we don't really get to explore what their world has been like. This is a world of superheroes and aliens. What is it like to be a monster? You know, like, how do people treat them? All we get is the perspective of, what, four hunters and this, like, cult-esque thing, and then a couple of actual monsters. But we don't really get to feel what it's like to be them in society. And, you know, on one hand, I'm really happy that this film was only 50 minutes long because it went by fairly fast and it didn't really waste a lot of time. But also, it does waste time because the character building that it does is so brief. And it's, it's not bad character building. It's just not enough character building. Yeah, and the other thing as well was there wasn't enough time to build the world within this presentation short. Like, I felt like there was lots to explore, but it was focusing on Jack, and there wasn't really enough time to do that. I wasn't really fully immersed into this house where the hunters come together. It sounds a lot like Bloodborne to me, because in the game, they're these hunters, and they hunt for these monsters, I think, and it's called the Pale Blood Hunt, and I'm like, oh, this is very deja vu, and there are werewolves in the game as well. Great game! The thing about games is that through following characters, you really get a sense of, like, who they are, and and games actually give a lot of time to develop these characters in ways that you don't really notice, because you're controlling the characters at the time, and, you know, they weave it through action and stuff like that. But I feel like a lot of things, when you only have 50 minutes to tell a story, you've got to really tightly pack everything. And I feel like this just was concerned with the action over, like, the character. Like, if you're really going for this old-fashioned, like, horror vibe, old horror movies weren't concerned with, like, these action sequences. Action sequences that are, you know, fairly standard for the MCU. But, like, those films, you know, from the 60s and the 50s, they're not concerned with that but then i'm not even sure if that is the vibe they're going for because while they make it seem like that with the black and white and the dots if they filmed it in digital and and they could have released it in color then what's the point what vibe are they going for i don't know it's so confusing at this point what marvel was trying to do it's like they're just putting these shows out and it's not really adding anything to the mcu really and did you get confused by the name ulysses because I was thinking that it was linking to, oh, what's his name, that Andy Serkis played as in the MCU. Oh, Ulysses Claw. Yeah. So I thought, oh, is, is he related to it? No, it's just based on the comics. I thought, oh, 
there's no connection here. But then again, it's not properly explained why they're TVA agents or anything in this whole thing. It's just like, this is a short presentation and it doesn't do anything. But Michael Cicchino, you you did a good directing right here. I have yeah. to agree. You, you didn't have a lot of power in the story in terms of that, but you did a great job on that. And I... Yeah, Michael, more... we, know you're, we know you're listening. <laughs> well, we all dream, but... He, he did do. he did a good job do, he did a good job so um, this this yeah. one this one is 16 plus on disney plus which is one of i think only two mcu things that's werewolf by night and moon night are the only 16 plus things and i did appreciate when they went with gore they didn't really do gore if you're trying to make something that's horror they should tone up the actual horror, horror elements a whole lot more yeah i agree and there was some gore but it wasn't really that gory there's one jump scare in this whole thing. Like, it's supposed to be spooky, right? Werewolf by night. Yeah. Ooh. Oh, no, he's a werewolf. There's only one jump scare. And that one jump scare, yeah, I wasn't scared by it. Is it when Elsa comes out of, like, the, the bushes? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it was so stupid. I was like, oh, is that a jump scare? I, I, that yeah. wasn't scary. <laughs> I, was, I was like, oh, it's definitely a jump scare. There's, like, no music. And Jack is walking around. And then Elsa just comes out. And then Jack was like, we can walk by. We, can, we don't have to do this and then like bro what why is this what what what, what oh. are you trying what what's it trying to set up here what's it trying to do <laughs> trying to establish character relationship i think but yeah, yeah. i mean yeah. i i think at the end of the day i, I know that we're going to talk about this you know when it comes to she hulk and black panther wakanda forever but the mcu man it used to stand for something it used to be like it used to actually have good content and i i truly believe that it can still have good content you know with wakanda forever and guardians 3 there are some genuine like good things we can have and not and phase 4 hasn't even been all that bad some of the early phase 4 stuff was really great but phase 4 i will always look back on it as the worst phase it's just mostly mediocre and generic and boring and it doesn't really utilize any of the things that have really made the mcu special and this is just another example of that. We could have genuinely left this phase and been like, wow, what a breadth of different things we've had. You know, like you've got you've got your kind of teen show with with Miss Marvel. You've got your spy thriller with Black Widow and your like ode to like sitcoms of WandaVision and like a time travel story with Loki. Something that goes back to like Hong Kong action movies with Shang-Chi and like, you know, you've got your crowd pleaser with with No Way Home and your kind of like globe trotting epic with Eternals and your multiversal like wacky film with um, Multiverse of Madness and your comedy with with Love and Thunder, you know, et cetera, et cetera, and so forth. But we'll just remember half of those things is like, that was generic, that was generic, that was generic, that was generic. Like none of it has enough that really stands out, that really blows you away. You know, we'll remember phase four as boringly made films with generic plots and not quite enough in them to truly become something special, you know, with fan service and cameos that ultimately amount to nothing. And I feel like I'm banging my head against the same door again and again and again. And we're still covering it all on the podcast. <laughs> That's still happening. <laughs> but but it's tiring, man. It is. And right now, there isn't really anything exciting with Phase 4. Uh, uh, well, apart from Black Panther, which I'm looking forward to. Because yes. that's the only thing that I'm really excited for, to be honest. And Marvel's years, again, like DC, 
if you know what just happened with DC right now, if you've been <laughs> living under a rock. If you know the rumor, then <laughs> you know why we're excited. Yeah, that's what we're excited for. Did you see the, yeah. the video of Dwayne Johnson that he released like yesterday? No. Oh, oh man. Okay, so like he says, this isn't like spoiler or anything, but he says like, oh, I just watched Black Adam again. And Black Adam is the most powerful person on this planet. Well, on this planet. And then he winks at the camera. I mean, I mean, what? come on. <laughs> Don't get me excited, man. Listen. This is the only thing that could revive the DC universe. And if yeah. you mess something up, you're going to be the Kevin Feige <laughs> of this DC. And you're going to oh, mess yeah. something up. I, I'm still scared about The Rock. But this is this is just it, right? Like, at least DC's catalogue, even though the Flash is in shambles, and we don't know where the universe is going, and Batgirl was taken from us, we at least know that every DC movie is different. Yeah. It's all giving us something different and something, like... You know, whereas Marvel is just, you know, going down the same road again and again and again and again. And it's just like, my God, in a couple of weeks, we're going to get to see Black Adam with the Justice Society of America and some possible really big things. And, you know, whereas Marvel, I struggle to get excited for half of the things that are about to come out. Yeah, that's what I'm excited for. But now what Marvel's putting out is just like really tiring. But we've got really exciting films to talk about in the future. So can't wait to talk about those as well. Absolutely. Absolutely. So Werewolf by Night, we can give it out of 10. Four. Yeah, I think I'll go five. And that's Werewolf by Night. That's that's our spooky thing for the season. It wasn't that spooky. It wasn't that spooky, guys. Don't watch this. Please, please don't. Please. We don't want any more like this anymore. Michael Chikino, you didn't do anything wrong. We still love you, Michael. Yeah, we love your music, man. If you want something to watch... Go to the cinema. There's plenty of stuff there. You know, go watch Flux Gourmet. Go watch yeah, The Woman please. King. Like, you know, do something. Just don't watch this. There's just no point. Please. And streaming services are really killing theatres. Really. That's true. And movies and stuff like that because people are not really motivated. It's not like we're making it worse by watching Werewolf by Night. These content that Marvel's putting out is just really making the whole situation worse for cinemas yeah. right now. So, yeah. Right. Sorry for being sad at the moment. We just need it. Ending, need on, ending on a downer. There we go. Thank you, everybody, for listening. Uh, thank you. Thank if, you. If you're listening on YouTube, you can give it a thumbs up if you enjoyed it and subscribe if you want to see more. If you're listening on Spotify, you can follow us and give us a five-star review if you think that we're worthy of that. Next week, don't worry, everyone. It's not going to be She-Hulk. It's Rings of Power. I, I cannot even comprehend how excited I am to talk about Rings of Power. I love it so, so much. I really hope that episode eight is the finale that we all deserve. And if you want to give us your thoughts on Werewolf by Night or and ask us questions about anything about the MCU, whatever, you can email us at gmail.com. And we will answer it right here on the podcast. And you can also follow us on on Twitter and Instagram at Alstime Film Pod. Yes, we talked about Werewolf by Night. It was we, one of the Marvel films. And, it was. Uh, it was. It was no, no, John. It was a. It was a Marvel special presentation. Ah, uh, sorry, special presentation. It might be <laughs> the first or the last. Thank you for listening. Take care. Be good. Be safe. Take what you're given. Give nothing back. Goodbye. Goodbye.